Hey guys, you're listening to the Backboard Banner with me, Noah Yates. If you guys would like to find this podcast somewhere else, we're also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. We're also being hosted on Anchor, so check out their app at Anchor. All right, today we got two guests with us today. We got Steve and Eric both. They're both going to be with us today talking about the Central Division, so say hey guys. What up? All right. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you guys? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm just enjoying this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm good too. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you guys are doing pretty solid. So, uh, all right. So we're just going to go ahead and kick things off here, I guess. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Steve's lover, which is the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Big Bulls guy. Oh, man. So, all right. Uh, so what are you thinking about their starting five right now, Steve? What about it? Um, I, you know, I have mixed feelings about it. Because on the one hand, I love Zach Levine. I love Lowry. I love Wendell. But then on the other hand, like, I don't know if they're going to grow to be good enough to get us even into the playoffs or know to make a deep playoff run I think Lori Lori hit a wall this year and I think part of that is because of the coaching staff which I'm sure we'll get to later um yeah but Lori just didn't improve enough for me this year um and I think Levine is a good like second fiddle but I don't think he himself can carry a team because he's just not a good he's not good enough defensively and I don't think he does enough creating shots for other people like he right. himself can score like if he was with LeBron it'd be perfect because he could just score like Kyrie did with LeBron when he, when he was in Cleveland yeah. um, but I just yeah they the the core is very young, which is good. Um, I like Wendell. I don't like Otto Porter. His contract is ridiculously huge, and I don't think he's good enough. Um, but I do like Kobe White. Kobe White okay. I like. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He is an incredible young talent. So, do I? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess since we're talking about Kobe, I th- I think he he's a good player. Like I love him, but he just seems repetitive because to me he does exactly what Levine does right now, except not as good. He doesn't right. pass the ball well enough. He doesn't get enough assists. He's a great scorer. Like there was that run of five six games where he was averaging like twenty five or something crazy like that. Yeah, which is awesome for a rookie. But I just like I need him and Chris Dunn to merge into one player because Chris Dunn is so good defensively, but Kobe and Kobe's so good offensively. And if they were one player, they'd be like top five point guard in the league. But yeah, for sure. Uh, they it's also pretty good that they're both like pretty versatile because they're both pretty good two way guards. So like. They can run point, or they can be a shooting guard. True. So, I versatile, but I think you're right. 
I, I kind of think the whole team, like the core is young, and which is good for the Bulls. But I, like from the outside looking in, from someone who's not like super invested in the Bulls, it kind of looks like someone took a bunch of different puzzles and threw them on the floor and then started mashing the pieces together with a hammer. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. So like, That's a good point. Um, I feel like management is really trying to be like, oh, we're going to recreate the process and just throw a bunch of uh, players together and then have like a college coach take over because that <laughs> usually works out. That's not the case because typically college coaches are terrible in the NBA. Look at the track record. Uh, John Calipari, uh, Rick Pitino himself, and then like Billy Donovan. I would like to say Billy Donovan's not that good of a coach. I would agree with that. I think. I mean, he just didn't do enough in OKC for me. Especially with the assets he had. But back to the Chicago Bulls. Um, it's just a complete – uh, the Chicago Bulls, great franchise in history. But, like, right now, especially at post-Jordan, they have never been, like, a legitimate contender, even with Derrick Rose on the roster, because they failed to build it around their stars. And they're going to – they need to clear out the coaching staff because it doesn't work. Yeah, because what they have is a really good scoring shooting guard, a really good seven foot shooting power forward and like a couple pieces off the bench. They don't know how to put it together completely. You need the right coach who has the right system. Like if they can get like a Nick Nurse within their like coaching staff or like a, a Brad Stevens, which is rare. It I don't think they're going to be successful as long as like the current uh uh, structure of the franchise. Yeah, and I think I think that's the biggest it's, reason why they brought in. Car- I think it's Carnasovas. Is how you pronounce it. Um, the Nuggets. Yeah, he. I'm excited about him coming in. Just some fresh blood instead of Gar Foreman and John Paxson, who, you know, I will give him credit for the Derrick Rose years. I think they were. I mean, before Derrick Rose got injured, that Bulls team was set up to play against the Heatles there for, you know, 10 years. Like, they were ready. They had no fear. Um, but since then, and even before then, after Jordan, they just didn't do enough for me. And I think getting some new blood in there would be good. Speaking of new blood, fire John Boylan, please. <laughs> He's terrible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke you real quick and ask you, like, ask you about uh, the Derrick Rose years. So, like, you said they were good for a solid yeah. 10 years, right? Well, maybe not 10 years, but. Like, I would say there was, like, they would have at most a four-year stretch because Joakim Noah died off really yeah. quickly. Four years. I would take four years, so did, so did, well, Yeah. But, but we saw, like, with Derrick Rose in his MVP season, which is very, fairly young, youngest MVP ever, love him to death. He got really decimated by LeBron, like picked apart in that Eastern Conference Finals. It was pretty, it was pretty disgusting. And so I think I would t- I would put that at the feet of Garpax because they couldn't provide better pieces for Derrick Rose to build around him. Because like players like Carlos Boozer, Rip Hamilton, and like Joakim Noah are not going to run past Dewey Wade, Chris Bosh, and, like, LeBron. Yeah, I think um, 
I mean, there was the one year where the Bulls had the best record in the league, and then they played mm-hmm. the Heat and they lost that series. Um, but it was competitive, if I remember. Um, didn't that go to seven? Or was the Bulls, the Bulls in the Heat? The Bulls so the year that the Bulls were had the best record in the league. I don't know. I don't remember. But I think even, like, let's say the Bulls get swept in that first series. I think considering how the East was and still is, it was the Bulls and the Heat for at least a good three years after that. Um, and I think Joakim Noah looked like, yeah, Joakim Noah had a fall from grace for sure. Um, but he was a fan favorite. Taj Gibson was still there. You had Jimmy Butler, who was like a nobody at that point, coming off the bench. Who, if he grew into what he is now, I mean, that team would have been amazing, um, in my opinion. And yeah, guys like Rip Hamilton, and you know, they weren't that great. They were good rotation guys, but um, yeah, I think. I think they could have been really good, but I guess this is this is kind of a, you know, off-topic rant. Yeah, I just, I just, I just wanted to see what you thought about those years. Uh, we can move on to the next. One. Sorry. <laughs> no, you guys are perfectly fine. I mean, it's it's a good conversation. Uh, so um, so what do you think their do you, what do you think their best move is going to be? Do you think they need to toss some players out of the out of the rotation and and trade, or do you need to think you just need to build around what they've got right now, or what? The Bulls have fallen into a uh, kind of a I want to call it Knicks disease, trying to go after us. <laughs> yeah, our free agent, like oh we're gonna yeah. get Carmelo. They got Pau Gasol. Oh, we're gonna get Anthony Davis or trade for him. No, they got nobody really. That, that, those... Players. Yeah, and they had that year with Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, and Rajon Rondo as your starting. That was terrible. Um, but, I mean, to me, I think their move is, like, kind of stick with the guys you have right now, hope that they develop, and then look to sign a big-time free agent again in the summer of 21, so it would be a year from now. Um, I think with the core that they have and it being a big market in Chicago, I think they have a chance – of signing a big-time free agent. Now, if I'm the big-time free agent, I'm not going to Chicago because they haven't done anything yet. Um, But going back to the current roster, I think you got guys like Otto Porter, who's making $28 million a year. Uh, You got Thomas Sadoransky, who's making $10 million a year to basically, like, not do much. Like, he's just – he's okay. He's average, but he doesn't do anything special for me. You signed Cristiano Felicio to that terrible deal. You got to get rid of him. Um, other than that, you just got a bunch of guys that, like, are just kind of dead wood, if that makes sense. Like they just don't. They don't. Yeah. They don't do much. They just kind of take up minutes. I don't know. I agree with that. Yeah, I I also agree. It's 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 pretty sad how the. How it's like being handled with the with the it shouldn't be that hard when you have a player dropping like forty points, 
49 points. Yeah. Being a clutch player and you're still like choosing the coach over him who has it who calls timeouts. They're being blown out by 20 with under like 40 seconds left. Oh my left. god, yeah. I hate him. Ugh. What a fall from grace this this division has. I called him John yeah. earlier. It's Jim Boylan. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this whole division kind of has like a uh a rebuild, except well, except for the Bucks, really, the Pistons and the Pacers and everybody kind of have like a a need to rebuild in yeah. a way. So, but sad speaking of movies. other teams, we're gonna kick it off to the Cavaliers, everyone's favorite team, correctly next to the Knicks. <laughs> can I can I spirit this? Yes, please. Oh man. They have fallen for the uh, classic LeBron leaving you and you go instantly to garbage. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere he's gone. Uh, but anyways, they are terrible with draft picks. Like, I'm really surprised. Like, if it's not a surefire star, they're going to screw it up. And, like, drafting two point guards, was it back-to-back seasons? Uh, I think uh, so. Yeah. 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 The two guards that are similar height that do similar roles. One of them's like a skinny John Wall, but not as good. The other one just like is like a bad version of Kyrie Irving, but he's but they're both young. I don't know if you can have two small guards playing together. If I'm being honest with myself, and then they're starting small forward, Shady Osman. Everybody was like really hyped about him just because he worked out with LeBron, but he's still like below average. He's not doing that well. Tristan Thompson's with that the only thing that stuck in my mind with his tenure besides the championship was when he tried that safety no scope three pointer from half court. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and who who even is their starting center? I do not remember. Andre Drummond. Uh, Drummond, yeah. Andre Drummond. That's because they nice. picked up Drummond. Yeah. Who came from the Pistons who said it was even worse in Cleveland, which is surprising. Yeah. Their their owner's cheap and pretty much uh, like a spoiled prick. One of my this my third least favorite owner in the <laughs> NBA. And it's quite disgusting how like how hard it is to make your team better after like you shouldn't base your economy like off of one player. That should have right. been the case. Yeah, definitely. I think um, um and no, you talk you haven't talked for a while. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. I well I was just gonna say like I think I think it, uh, a lot of teams that LeBron kinda just comes in and leaves kinda have an issue with with uh setting up a team again because he kind of controls who they bring in uh like player wise. Like he has a big say so in the front office of who he wants. So yeah. like when he leaves, the coaching staff is kind of like, "Well, what do we do now?" So, mm-hmm. so I think that's why they have like, I, well, the Heat's kind of doing okay, but that's why the Cavs are such having a, such a rough time because he was essentially the Cavaliers until he decided to up and leave for uh, L.A. So, I think that's why they're having such an issue right now. But you're right; I mean, there is also a general front office problem. But I think LeBron has some hand in that with him just up and deciding to leave for a different franchise. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think um, 
the interesting part about Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, um, I wanted to touch on this, is that Colin Sexton, I think, plays more shooting guard, and then Darius Garland is the one that plays point guard. So they do play together a lot, but the problem is that neither of them play defense, and Colin Sexton is a six-one shooting guard in this case, which is just – he's just too small, like – he just doesn't do good enough defensively for me. Um, so I think eventually they're going to have to either get rid of one of them or one of them is going to have to get benched. Um, I To touch on Andre Drummond, I think – I don't even know, like, why did they trade for him? They just needed a star, somebody to bring in the fans. Because That's true. Dennis was going to be at the bottom. Yeah, I guess. But still, it's just like – he he's just his contract is huge. He's twenty, so he's not going to be in his prime when the Cavs are good. You know, in theory, like in theory, let's say the Cavs rebuild goes perfectly and yep. Colin Sexton becomes a superstar, right? That's not going to happen for at least two years, maybe mm-hmm. three years, four years, right? Then Andre Drummond's twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Um, I just I don't see why it was a good move. Um, I, I just I I really don't understand why. Like he should be going to a team like Hawks or something that needs a center, but the Hawks now have Clint Capella. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know their whole. I liked Kevin Porter this year. I think he was a late first round draft pick. He's been playing more uh, small forward, even though I think he's a. He's truly a shooting guard. Um, I think didn't Dylan Windler was a good pick late really? first round too. Um, I think he could develop into a pretty solid three D guy maybe. Um, but I mean, Chetty Osmond just was unimpressive. Um, Larry Nance is making twelve million, ten million dollars a year. Like he's twenty seven now, which is kind of crazy. I always thought he was really young. Um, but yeah. I, I just, Larry Nance is good enough. Tristan Thompson doesn't do anything for me. I mean, and Tristan Thompson and Andre Drummond are the same player. Like they both do the same thing. They get rebounds and dunk. Right. So that is, yeah, pretty I sad. think they need to get, and we haven't talked about Kevin Love yet. I think they need to trade Kevin Love. Um, I think it was the last time I was on Noah. I said he should go to the Nets. Yeah. Which would be should that be a good pickup? I think if they traded like maybe you put Karis Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie or one of the two and a draft pick or two for Kevin Love, I think that's a good trade for both sides. Um, although that would kind of give the Cavs a log jam at, in the backcourt, but I th- still think it would be good for them. I don't know. Yeah. They're they're in a tough spot. I would not agree in tossing. Uh, Dinwiddie in for Kevin Love because I think the Nets are pretty set up with Dinwiddie running up front. So, True. I mean, maybe Lavert. I could see Lavert leaving for Kevin Love, but he Kevin Love is also thirty one years old. So and making he doesn't have a, a butt ton of money, right? Well, that's the I think his contract has something to do with his kind of like breakout during their twenty sixteen run. Like everybody was like, oh dang, Kevin Love's kind of good. So the net, or the Cavaliers were like, well, let's just give him a ton of money and keep him. And then that, yeah. and then Kyrie and LeBron both left. Yeah. 
So yeah, <laughs> I think I think trading him to the Nets would be solid, but like trading him somewhere west. I was thinking the Nuggets, but that really wouldn't work because he would clock up like he would stand. He's usually a stationary player if you watch him. He doesn't like to move that much, and he likes to like bump around, get the rebound down low, even though his numbers are low now because of the again clogging of those two giant behemoths and him. <laughs> but like, I think sending him to like the Blazers, yeah, would do really well. Have White down low, getting the rebounds. Have Kevin Love like sit in one spot or like travel the three point line, three point three point line, hide him on defense. It'd be really easy, but. That's not going to happen because they're going to trade C.J. McCollum, and it's not going to work out for the uh, – Yeah, trailer. and that's the other thing is I don't know what the Blazers offer them. I mean, Zach Collins maybe. Anthony Simons could be really good. Um, so – and maybe they get C.J. McCollum, but it's – C.J. McCollum to me is in the same boat as Andre Drummond where he's not going to be – one of your top three players by the time that you guys are going to be good. So I don't know. I, well, they're in a tough about, spot. <laughs> what about the, what about the Rockets? Like the Rockets ain't a big, but who can the Rockets he, give Cleveland is the thing. And they can't uh, give them picks because they gave all their picks away. To, um, uh, what team was that? Frick. Um, the Pistons. Okay, see, okay, see. Sorry, oh, okay, I don't see. know why that took me so long. I don't know why I said the Pistons. Anyway, so, uh, I don't know. I think. I mean, what do they? What do they really need right now? That's the question. I they for need the, for the Cavs draft picks and young players that might turn into something. Um. So I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Um. Maybe the Hawks. Yeah, maybe. Get John well, I, Collins. Yeah, honestly, get John I think, Collins. Yeah, it's true. Because I think the Hawks really need anything they can get right now. So, um, that's that would be a good trade, I think, mm-hmm. for John Collins. Yeah. Um. Well, Eric has hopped off the show for a couple minutes, so I guess he's just gonna do his thing. We're just gonna <laughs> con- we're just gonna continue. Um. Uh. So. Yeah, so the Cavs are kind of just stuck in that rut right now. Um, so, but you're right; they need draft picks bad, but they also don't need to do what Eric called, uh, what he called the Nick disease, in that they don't, they just don't need to chase a ton of stars. Yeah, they need to rebuild. So, yeah. um, yep. That, yeah, that is, I think I think it's it's the same case with the Knicks is that they should slow play this rebuild, they should put a couple of good drafts together where they get, you know, a guy that could turn into an all-star and another, you know, potential rotation guy in the second round or something like that, and then go from there. I think they they trade the older guys that have some value to teams that are trying to contend, get some draft picks, draft guys that they think are going to grow into something, and then you know, right. sign, sign a couple older veterans that can help grow them, and then you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, hire me as yeah. GM. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's tough on any franchise to go from 
constant uh, finals contention to a ch- possible championship win to like being at the bottom of the like win loss right there. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I mean, it, that, I think that's what a lot of teams have a lot of issue with is they, they lose like, well, they lost LeBron and Kyrie both and then they tanked. And so they were so uh, adamant about getting back into deep playoff runs that they just started tossing people inside the roster. So, um, but you're right. They just need to slow pay, play a rebuild instead of just trying to rush back in to deep playoff contention. Um, yeah. And I think to kind of combat that argument that old LeBron left and they imploded, like, definitely. I mean, that of course that happens. But it didn't happen that bad with the Heat. No. I mean, like, but... like the Heat are still competitive, and albeit, you know, it happened with the Heat, what, like seven years ago and the Cavs it was four years ago so the Heat have had more time to recover but even then like the Heat were still competitive I mean they were like seven eight seed in the playoffs I think the year after or close to it the year after LeBron left and yeah I think when you look at I I haven't done the research on this but you look at teams that win a championship or go on a run of winning five championships in a row, there's bound to be two, three, four years where they're just not good because, like, right, yeah, you probably like paid a bunch of the luxury tax and spent all your money on getting all these big players, and then they left, and it's like, okay, well, we were trying to build it, we were trying to win championships, so now. You know, we got to rebuild. You know, I mean, every team has to rebuild at some point. So I think there's, you know, just in the cycle of an NBA team, there's going to be some semblance of a rebuild every five, ten years. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you can also argue in the, with the Heat that, like, it's arguable. Well, it's not even arguable. It's it's factual that during during that big Cavs phase where LeBron was there, he, he was like their only big all star. I mean, and then Kyrie kind of got into that, but um, but with the Heat, like even after LeBron left, Wade was still there, and then they eventually yeah, got but, Jimmy, and but they Wade, so that. But Wade you know. was old, man. He his knees were given out. I mean, his knees, Wade's knees were given out at the end of their run. That Heatles were running. Chris Bosh was already on his way out with the blood clots, I think. So. I don't know. Personally, I think the Heat are just a, a better run organization. I mean, you still have Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra who are great. Right. I mean, that's why they're good this year with two G Leaguers starting. Um, welcome back, Eric. <laughs> yeah. What's up, man? Um, Sorry. But... I just cut out for some uh, apologies. No, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Uh, we're still on the Cavs, so you are you haven't lost any traction. <laughs> yeah. So. My thought oh, no. um, is over, so we can continue. All right. Uh, next on the list is the Detroit Pistons. He's All right. Gone see again. you later, Eric. <laughs> he got scared. Technical I said Pistons, and he ran away. Yeah. <laughs> It's, he's just getting sad. He keeps hearing me name all these teams that aren't doing so great right now, and he's getting sad, so he keeps yeah, leaving. Yeah, so the Pistons are in one hell of a spot. <laughs> yeah, 
but they've got uh, they got Derrick Rose, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, Derrick Rose with no freaking tendons in his knee anymore. <laughs> right, <laughs> man, that is like the most I've ever seen a man like have like he is the most injury prone dude I've ever seen in my entire life. He's he's picked it up since then in terms of availability, but. Right. I just, it's just so sad because I loved, like, Prime D Rose, that MVP season is just, I will occasionally go back and watch highlights because I miss, I miss Derek Rose so much. He just, man, I get emotional. I get emotional thinking about it because it's freaking Derek Rose. You know what I mean? Like, I loved him. And he was just like, snap of a finger and that series against the 76ers was gone. Like, never to be the same. Right. So. Um, yeah. It's a shame that he has had such issue because the Bulls definitely would have had another championship or two in their bag. Yeah. He had stayed healthy, like 100%. So yeah. um, it's a shame. But, but he did have a, a bit of a resurgence with the Pistons there. Uh, yeah, he's, he's – yeah. A little bit of a resurgence there. <laughs> it was just nice to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they also are on a point, a point, kind of in the. No, I mean, not kind of with the as the Cavs, but like they've also got to do this. Also, getting old, and Blake Griffin, oh. who's who's a who's kind of a getting to be sort of. I, I wouldn't say washed, but he's getting uh, up there in the age, and he's he seems to be kind of getting injuries on his own too. So like, um, he only he's, played I mean, he's thirty-one games last year. Yeah. Exactly. He's also, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of getting old. He used to be but... one of my favorite players to watch, and watching him grow from, like, just a dunker to, like, an all-around player and then to yeah. hurt, it's an unfortunate situation. He's, like, he picks to be injured at the worst possible times. Yeah. Right. That Lob City team was my team in 2K for years. That Lob City team was so fun. With Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan and Jamal Crawford and JJ Redick and never had a small forward. Yeah, <laughs> they tried that thing with Paul Pierce Ugh. for a year. Oh man, they don't love you like Kobe, dude. <laughs> Paul Pierce is the worst commentator or like halftime analyst, whatever I think I've ever seen. You know what? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna spit my hot take. You ready? Yes. The 2008 Celtics is the most overblown championship I've ever seen in my life. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Like, what even you you beat LeBron by himself? So congratulations on that. <laughs> you, you go through one of the the weaker conference, and it took you seven games to beat the Hawks as the first seed. The Hawks. <laughs> Yikes. And then you play, and then you beat Kobe, who just got his new teammate in Pau Gasol for, like, half a season. So, congratulations. And then they got destroyed, as they should have, like, two years later. Yeah. So, it's just the more impressive one, who don't brag about it a lot, is the 2004 Pistons. Now, that was an impressive championship run. Yes, I agree. That's an underrated team. 
Not a lot of people talk about that team ever. It's just the beauty of basketball. <laughs> oh, we're we're on the Pistons right now, right? Right. Let's see. They who's their draft pick? I can't pronounce his name for the life of me. Uh Sekou Dumboya. Yeah. Yeah, well, I haven't seen him what any what he's done. Like I was trying to make a joke off his name and I can't because I don't <laughs> know what he's done. Yeah, that's a good point. He's he's only nineteen, so he's got some time, but yeah, he didn't do much. And I think the um, emergence of Christian Wood, who had a really really good season, kind of um, diminished Sekou Dumboya's impact a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He hasn't done much for me. No, he. He's only averaging like six six points a game, so I mean he's really young, so they're not like tossing him in a ton off the bench, but uh, you know. I do, however, like their shooting guard. Is it Luke Cornet? Cornard, yeah. Luke Cornard. He he could be if he if he, he could be like JJ Redick, but with defense. Yeah. If he really worked on it. I like the way he plays. Maybe like a knockoff, Clay Thompson. A poor man's Kyle Culver. <laughs> With better defense. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think he's their best asset. Um, I mean, other than him, Christian Woods, their guy with the most potential. Maybe I mean, Dumboy has got some potential too. But other than that, like, nobody else seems that, like, they could turn into an all-star. Right. Um that Blake Griffin contract is terrible. I think they need to trade Derrick Rose this summer while his stock is relatively high. Like send him to the Lakers. Yeah. I think he would I think he would for Kyle Kuzma, I think he would do really well with LeBron because he could play that kind of Kyrie role where where, where all he has to do is score and that's what Derrick Rose is good at. So I don't that- know. Purple and gold for Rose. That would be nice. But but you got to take a look from the Lakers' uh, standpoint as well. Like, they're not going to give up. If they can get Derrick Rose, they can get more for Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. It depends how desperate they get if they lose this year's uh, weird Disney World playoffs. Yeah. (laughs) That's a whole other podcast in and of itself. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But that's neither here or there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry. Oh, you're good. I apologize. Um. Uh, I think that they, moving forward, they need to do the exact same thing as the Caps, where they just they trade their old guys that have some kind of value, and then stack draft capital, and just hope to put together like two or three or four good drafts where they get guys that could turn into all-stars and then go from there. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. They just need to get rid of their old people. (laughs) Send send them to a home or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think Griffin do what? Just okay. Boomer Blake Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Blake Griffin's like 
the worst player to call a boomer. <laughs> He's like millennial. It's personified. It's going to be really hard to trade Blake, Blake besides his contract for the team itself because they need to sell tickets. Yeah. That's true. And they're already in one of the poor markets in Detroit. Like, and yeah. I just, it's just really hard. Yeah, I think that contract is going to be – it's going to be tough for anybody unless he – I think the the only way that I see anybody trading for that, especially considering the salary cap reduction that is most likely looming after COVID, I think the only way that he gets traded is if he absolutely balls out like he did last season where he played really well, shot to three very well, Um Became like an like almost a point forward for the Pistons last year. She needs to do that again, and then somebody, I don't know, maybe the Blazers or somebody like that says, "Okay, we'll take a flyer on this guy. Try to see if we can win a championship this year because he's balling out." But even then, I just, I don't know. Hmm. It is an interesting situation. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's funny but, because, like, all the Central Division teams are in the same boat. Like, the Cavs, the right. Bulls, and the Pistons are all kind of like, I think the Bulls are further along than the Cavs and the Pistons, but they're all just, like, kind of waiting for a guy or two to become good or waiting to trade a guy and get a draft pick, you know? Yeah. I don't think. Have the player for more than like six years on their team. Yeah, I think you're right. Because Brandon Knight's gone, Greg Monroe's gone. Brandon Knight is actually uh, back because of the Andre oh. Drummond trade. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. isn't that amazing? Well, DeAndre Jordan's on the net, so we might see him get dunked <laughs> on again. That would be sick. I'd love to see that again. Ooh. I just knew after that, I was like, man, he's never going to make it. <laughs> um, do we want to move on to the Pacers or the Bucks? Oh, the uh, Pacers, you mean 14 Raptors? <laughs> yeah, we can do the Pacers next. I want to say the Bucks were last uh, because they're probably doing the best out of all these right now. Yeah, they're the easiest so, one to do. The, the yeah. Pacers, Victor Oladipo, DeMontis Sabonis. Miles Turner, big disappointment. Could be better. And their starting guard. Was it one of the Holiday brothers? Um, I don't know who started for them exactly, but I know that uh, they signed Malcolm Brogdon this year, who hasn't played very much because um, of injury. Oh, yeah. It's Justin Holiday. Uh, he's the one the one of the Holidays. And Aaron Holiday. It's on there. <laughs> There's their forward. Oh, true. Man, they got a lot of Holidays. <laughs> Yeah, and they're going to have one when they get knocked out of the first round. Yeah, they're going to take a little vacay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they – they well, I mean, I think they would be in a little bit better standing right now if they hadn't, so much, hadn't had so much issue with Oladipo having that injury. But yeah. um, he's, he's kind of on the comeback now. So – and he's he's not that old yet. He's only, he's only 28. Yeah. So maybe – 
he's got a couple more years to really make a big push before he starts yeah. going to the home like the rest but of them. But even then, even if Oladipo comes back and is the best version of himself, I just I don't see them winning a championship. No, oh, yeah. definitely not. So I think have they're a, just going to be a deep playoff contention team every year. They won't. I don't think they'll ever make it to the finals. Yeah, but. it would take a really lucky run for them to make it to the finals. I'm talking like unbelievable luck. Like two, 1990, I think 1999 Knicks luck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just like they're in kind of a purgatory here where it's like the wizards a couple of years ago where mm-hmm. like they were always a solid three, four five seed, but were never good enough to actually challenge the three, the three, two or one seed in the playoffs. So I don't know. I think just looking at their roster, like their roster is well configured. Like I like their roster. They just don't have the one guy that can turn it on in the playoffs, really. Right. Yeah, that's true. They do have a really well-put-together roster, so it's just they don't really have the guy to kind of push them over that hump. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm kind of of looking at them, and I'm thinking – Man, this kind of reminds me, like I said, of like the 2014 Raptors team. Like the Raptors when they were like really good, but didn't have the firepower to make it pass. Uh, he who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was the year that, that Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year, right? And they fired yep, him. And they fired him. And then they came back and won the championship last year, which is insane. Um, it's just you got in tears. They are like the true contenders. There are the uh, dark horses. There's the middle class, and then there's the the bottom feeders, the, uh, the working poor. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think going back to their roster. It's it's very balanced. Like they have Malcolm Brogman at the point, Victor Oladipo, TJ Warren, who's criminally underrated, I think. Then you've got Sabonis and Miles Turner, and that starting five is like solid. Like all those guys are solid starters. There's no argument from anybody around the league that says that one of those guys shouldn't be in the starting lineup, right? Right. Then you've got. Right. Guys on the bench that are young and could grow into solid starters, like Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday could start. Um, you've got TJ Leaf, you've got Goga Batazde, um, even you have Jeremy Lamb, who could be starter on other teams. Like they're they're very very deep oh, yeah. team. They just like I said, they like in my opinion, I think they should take two or three of those guys on the bench that are young and try to trade for. I don't know somebody that could be the best player on a team on a on a you know deep playoff team. You, it's really hard to trade for those because like the Kawhi Leonard Leonard trade yeah. is like once in a lifetime. You yeah. don't really see that. And if you get a star like that traded, 
it turns out to be like a Dwight Howard effect where they get hurt or they're yeah. not the same as they used to Tough. be. But I think it would be worth it for them because to me, it, like they're not going to get a good draft. Their own, their own draft pick isn't going to be good anytime soon because they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs every year. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm also not sold on DeMontis Sabonis. I don't think he fits very well with the roster. Um, I also think Miles Turner is very – I think Miles Turner is really good but is underutilized in Indiana. And I think if they traded him, he would blossom into a really, really good center because he's one of the few guys that can shoot and defend the rim, which is allows you to do so much with your team. Um because then you can have a guy like Zion who doesn't shoot at the four, right? But mm-hmm. um, they're just, I don't know, they're mediocre. A little better than mediocre because they're in the playoffs and they're going to make the playoffs for, you know, I'd say the next two, three years at least. But I don't know. They're just, I don't see that how they become a championship level team. You need a, you need a world mover. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. That like can make you win. Like LeBron can yeah. make you win. Kawhi make you win. Victor Oladipo, he can try, but he he has to take the next step. I need I need to see him like I don't know. Well, I mean Hit. they they used to have a mountain mover. Paul George was on the rise as like a a terrific player. I mean he still is, but like. He was going to take the Pacers to the next level, but then he yeah. left for OKC. So, but there's been some rumors about that too. On like he he demanded the Pacers get a player, and uh, the Pacers said no. So he's like, okay, check this out. And then he took a holiday. So yeah. he's gone. Yeah, I don't. I I really wanted him to stay. On that Pacers team, I think they could have been really good. And, I mean, especially look at the roster now. Like, they did get DeMontis Sabonis and Victor Oladipo from that trade. But I think I would take Paul George over those two guys on this current roster any day of the week. So, right. I don't know, man. It's I think they might be they might be big players in the free in free agency in 2021. I think they're going to mm-hmm. have to be. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what else to say about them. They're just kind of similar to all the other Central Division teams, but a little right. Better. Yeah, yeah. It kind of sums it up pretty good to say there's they, like you said they were just in there kind of a purgatory right now where they can't really do anything big, so they're just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. But um, well, I guess it's time to move on to the definite. Uh, first seed of this division, the Bucks. Yes, is no competition. <laughs> I mean, you know, but they. All right. So before we get into like their their lineup and stuff, I want to ask you about this, both of you, real quick about this. So obviously, there's been a lot of talk about Giannis going into free agency. So do you think he's going to stay with the Bucks, or do you really think he's going to get go somewhere else? Well. I think it depends how far they go. Because the uh, the Bucks have been, like, 
dropping the ball. And they they had a two to nothing advantage over the Raptors, and then they got the gentleman's uh, sweep <laughs> for two, and it's just it's just rough for them. It's rough for them to stay, even though they have assets there. But it's kind of bad for uh, the Bucks that they're staying in the same hotel as the Raptors, because I heard that and then also I heard Warriors are trying to make a yeah. trade for him as well and and I think there was enough the Heat are also trying to go after him yeah he's the he's the so the big boy of the the 2021 free agent class yeah I I I wouldn't say I'd be surprised if he left because that that it's definitely a possibility, and he has more power to him if he leaves. But if he stays, then expect a lot of uh, moves to happen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it is kind of dependent on how far they run and like and make a run in the playoffs. But he, well, I don't know. I was going to say that he has said nothing to the media except that he wants to stay loyal to the Bucks, but. It was kind of the same thing with KD saying that he had no intention of leaving OKC, and then he went and met um, Curry and them in the Hamptons, and then bam, he was traded to the Warriors. So, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't think that Giannis would just go and just do whatever he wanted like that. But I mean, anything's possible in the NBA. So he could just decide. He could just preach loyalty and then decide to go somewhere else. You just never know. Yeah. Um. I I I agree with Eric. I think I. I I wouldn't be surprised if he left. Um, I hope he stays, just because I'd love for him to to build Milwaukee up, kind of similar to what Jordan did with the Bulls, where he just stayed and they drafted a guy right. or two that are were amazing, and then they ended up being incredible. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he left. I think. I hope he doesn't go to the Warriors because that would suck. I just – I can't imagine Steph Curry and Giannis terrorizing the league for five years. Um, right. If he does leave, I would love for him to go to the Heat. Of course he would. Yeah, I just <sighs> – the Heat are one of my favorite teams besides the Bulls because – of their like underlying culture, especially with Jimmy Butler now there, like they just work their ass off and come out and surprise everybody. Um, yeah, and they they do. They're like, what are they? The third seed in the East? No, they're the fourth. Uh, they're the fourth seed in the East. Yeah, and with two G leaguers starting. Like, dude, I get it's the East, but still, like, you got two G-leaguers and Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson starting. And, you know, they're not bad players, but they were in the G-league last year. Right. I just, I just little uh, rant there, but I love the Heat. I think Giannis would fit really well with their roster because then, then you've got Bam Adebayo, who can turn into a guy who I think is going to turn into a a great defensive cog in their machine. 
Because who is also shorter than Giannis? Yes, which is insane. Um, but I think he can turn into a guy that can switch onto anybody. Giannis can already do that. You've got Jimmy Butler, one of the best defenders in the league. And then you've got Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson, who are kind of specialists and that they both shoot the ball really well. Um, I just, I, they would be amazing to watch. If Gian, if Giannis went to the Heat, bro, I'm picking the Heat every year. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you would, yeah, it would be kind of hard not to pick them as, as the favorite in that, at that extent, because that would just be a terrific build. Uh, but, so I don't know what I'll do to be honest. Yeah, they might, but they might they might contend for the finals. I mean, they have been on the cusp of doing that for a few years now. So it's just them having to kind of kind of polish a little bit. But do you think they they can win it this year? Uh, honestly, I mean, honestly, yeah. But I think there's a lot of teams that are that have kind of got a good shot at going at the at the ring so I don't know I mean uh, let's see I don't know I mean yeah I think so I think they could easily come out of the east I'm sorry I, I was just like trying to really focus on that for a second but like yeah yeah I, I think they could come out of the east and I definitely think which whoever I, I think they could beat the Clippers if they can if they met them at the finals and I also think they could beat the Lakers if they met them in the finals so but um I'm less sold on them beating the Clippers, but I think they could beat the Lakers. I don't know. I mean, I just think, I think you look at the reason why they lost to Toronto last year is because Toronto basically figured out, just put everybody on the court that's really freaking long, right? Like, you got Kawhi, you got Pascal, you got Serge, you got OG and Marcus Saul, you got OG and Anobi, like, all those guys are just really, really freaking long and take up a lot of space. So they would just put their hands out and then move their bodies in front of Giannis. And because he didn't, he doesn't shoot the ball well enough, they lost. And because the Bucks are so focused around Giannis and so dependent on him, and we can get to Chris Middleton later, but I just... I could see them losing. I could see them losing to the Raptors this year because the Raptors, yes, they lost Kawhi, but they have the best coach in the league in Nick Nurse, and they have OG Ananobi, who's one of the best one-on-one defenders in the league, if not the best one-on-one defender in the league, and they still have Serge Ibaka and Pascal and Marcus All. So it's like, I, I love the Bucks. I love Giannis, but I could see them losing to the Raptors, and that's all. The same reason why I could see them losing to the Raptors is the same reason why I could see them losing to the Clippers. I think the Clippers yeah. would beat them in the finals because the Clippers have Kawhi. They have um, Paul George. They've got the Morris twin. And they still have – I mean, Patrick Beverly, I'm sure, could do something to Giannis. Just annoy right. him. Right? right, exactly. Yeah, just jump on him or something. Yeah. Um, and something like that, yeah. And you've got Zubats, who's tall and lanky and could do a little bit to him. I just – I don't know. I think they could win it, but I think they. I think Giannis is going to have to take another step forward for that to happen. 
you ever heard the saying, uh, comedy comes in threes? Yes. And so it's, it's supposed, you're supposed to have three solid, solid players in order to make a good run at the championship. Like, yep. quality. So, like, the Clippers, they got Kawhi, Paul George, and uh, Lou Williams. The Mavericks, mm-hmm. they only have Luka and Przingis. But the Bucks, they have Chris Middleton, Giannis, and then who else? Who else is going to be able to step up? Because a lot of the role players that were helping them in the first two games of the conference finals didn't step back up. They, they weren't there. And so they don't have another consistent player to help Giannis out, which is why I think they will falter again, possibly in the second round. Now, that's a bold prediction, but it's just – it's just, I don't see them going that far if they can't even uh, – if they have the – if they ran it back and didn't add anybody new to it. So you're saying that the Heat could beat them in the second round? Honestly, I think they are going to. Or even the Sixers. I, I mean, I think the Heat the Heat played the Bucks very, very well during the regular season, and they match up very well. So I, I could see the Heat beating them, which I would just love. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. Um, but, yeah, I definitely agree that they need, they need a third guy. I think Dante DiVincenzo could turn into that maybe, but I don't think he could this year. Um, I think Eric Bledsoe would have to play better than he did last year. I mean, he just, like – Laid an egg, yeah. When he, when they played the Raptors, he just could not make a three to save his life. Um, I, was, I was like, "Is this the Harrison Barnes of the Bucks?" <laughs> Remember yeah. when he eggs in the 2016 finals? Yeah, man. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I just the Bucks. They're they're title contenders for sure because Giannis is. I think he's going to win MVP. I don't think he is the MVP. That's a title. That's a topic for another podcast. But like you've got the top one of the top three best players in the league in Giannis, arguably the best player in the league. You're always going to be a championship contender. Um, I just think they're they're. I agree with Eric. They're going to need a guy like Eric Bledsoe or Dante or I don't know Brooke Lopez to step up and be that third guy. It's kind of crazy because, uh, what was it? Yeah, because the Raptors' third player, uh, the Raptors had a, sometimes you even need a fourth one. And the Raptors had Fred Van Vliet, who came alive after his son was born and was just unconscious from three. So you never yes. know who's going to be able to contribute in the series. And I don't think the coach, uh, Coach Budenhoser, who should not have won Coach of the Year, is going to play him that much. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. I think if they if they lose this year, they need to fire Bud and get another a different coach, maybe Kenny Atkinson, um who I we didn't cover this earlier, but I would love Kenny Atkinson to go to the Bulls because Kenny Atkinson focuses on player development and that would be perfect for what the Bulls need right now. Um but coming back to the Bucks, I definitely think they need to get a new coach if Budenholzer and the Bucks don't win the championship this year. And even even after this year, I they're so 
um, capped out. Like, they don't have enough cap space, I think, to make a move for a third guy that's making, you know, $20 million or more. That I just, if they don't win it this year, they're going to have to see some kind of internal development to get over the hump, I think. That, oh, I, I, with all my heart, despise the Supermax contract. Because it never works. Yeah. It never does. It what the the problem is, I mean there's so many bad contracts in the league. Like you look at I mean Chris Paul is in a terrible contract now, but if 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 Chris Paul lays an egg next year, then his contract is terrible. Blake Griffin, Kevin Love's contract is pretty pretty bad. I think Chris Middleton's could turn into a really bad contract because mm-hmm. he's getting paid for like the next 4 years at 30 plus $30 million a year, which is ridiculous. I think that contract is going to turn into a terrible contract um, when he diminishes. But, yeah, dude, I, I agree. Supermax, not the move. Usually does not work out. <laughs> what was it? Like, John Wall's contract is a bad contract? He oh, yeah. Years? Yeah, definitely. I think... Um, to kind of look towards the future for the Bucks, I think obviously priority number one right now is re-signing Giannis. I think they should put all of their eggs in that basket right now. Don't worry about anything else. You can figure out the rest later. You've got a top three guy in the league. you got to re-sign him. After that, though, I mean, besides Giannis and Dante, everybody's old. It's a bunch of veterans. you got George Hill, Kyle Korver, Robin and Brooke Lopez. Wesley Matthews, Ersan Ilyasova, all those guys are old and they're not going to be good in two years. So, I mean, they're kind of what I was talking about earlier, Noah and Eric. Like, where I think after a series of five, six, seven years where they're title contenders, they're going to see that natural rebuild where they just their team is old, and they did get rid of them. Yeah, that's I can see that too. Well, yeah, that's those are my two thoughts on the, their future. I just I, unless they get like a sleeper in the draft, maybe someone that comes out and ends up being that third fiddle, like a Kyle Kuzma, maybe. Right. Oh, fun fact: they keep. The Bucks are having on and on again, off again relationship with Ersan Ilyasova. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they have him for like they had him for two years and then they got rid of him and then they brought him back and then they brought they got rid of him again and then they brought him back again. That's crazy. It's because he does everything that people want, but no defense. Like he shoots threes, he rebounds, but he doesn't have any defense. Yeah, tragic. And I think for the future of the Bucks, let's say they lose Giannis. Like, so there's a chance that happens. Do you think Chris Middleton is going to stay? Do you think he'll want to stay? If he's making $35 million a year, I'm sure he'll want to stay. <laughs> um, but I don't, see, I don't see him leaving. Especially with that contract. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I guess if they trade him, he would still be making that much money. So, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't see anybody trading for him if Giannis leaves because he's making $35 million a year. And kind of, it's similar to Tobias Harris where he's like a good player. He's an all-star maybe, but you don't want to pay him $35 million a year. So, I don't know. I I could see him leaving, but it'd be tough to trade him. I mean, everybody's going to be a sucker for a 3 and D guy that can – that's part of the 50, 40, 90 club. True. But at $30 million but, a year <laughs> to not be your best player? I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm not sold on it. Well, he plays a really good Robin. Like Paul George play. Paul George plays a really good Robin. Touche. I just, I, <laughs> I just can't see, I just can't see the Bucks turning loose. Yeah, they're also in a small market, so not a lot of free agent free agents are gonna come gonna want to come to Milwaukee. You know, like I'd rather go to Los Angeles. <laughs> like that, yeah. But like the appeal of big markets is starting to die down. Yeah, yeah. LeBron and LeBron and uh, AD went to Los Angeles. Sure, but what other big, like, city got anything? The Nets. Katie yeah, and Kyrie. True. They're the baby. Man, I would like, say I'm more. Talking about like, like, yeah, that's very true. I'm <laughs> talking, like, New York, Chicago, like, stuff like that. There's no, there's no huge superstar going there. Yeah, that's a good point. I think... Um, the Clippers are another another um, team that a lot of people want to go to. I think the Heat are a very favorable destination. Um, I mean, they did a good Jimmy Butler who went there and literally had nobody else on the team that was good. Like, Jimmy Butler was going to a team that had nobody. So, there must be a reason for that, right? So, right. Um, I think the Heat are still a good location for teams to go or for, for free agents to go. And I think part of the reason why the Knicks and the Bulls don't have anybody is because the Knicks are a freaking dumpster fire of an organization right now. And the Bulls... Don't disrespect them. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the truth, man. Um, and the Bulls just haven't done anything. I mean, I think they're on a the brink of becoming something, but they haven't done anything and they don't have enough guys for a free agent to be like, oh yeah, I'll go and play with that team and take them over the edge. So... Right. Yeah, I don't know. There's also like, I mean, there's only like what three or four big like brands in the NBA, like Chicago, New York, and the Lakers. Really? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess technically Boston is a pretty big one too, but True. so that that would be the probably the big four. Yeah. I'm just going to hop back to the heat. I think my friend Austin uh, put it really well. He's like, I think what Pat Riley does, he sits the free agent in front of him, and then he dumps all his rings on the table. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a pretty damn good argument. Pretty good pitch, I would say. But, I mean, I would go, if you dumped 
How many rings does Pat Riley have? Like ten? Because didn't he coach the five with the Lakers? Yeah, he had five with the Lakers there, and then yeah, the the one was two with the Heat, and then the three more as the as the whatever director of basketball operations. Yeah, so he's got you know ten plus rings. If you open a bag with rings in it on the freaking table in the room where you're pitching me, I mean, I might just say, okay, screw it, I'll sign the contract. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, we're ready to wrap up here, Noah. All right. Well, that was the Central Division, and so – it's a pretty good discussion. Uh, so I think we kind of covered all the bases with all the teams. Uh, so I think that will be it. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, oh, also, this is totally off topic from the Central Division. But this is – so the KD-13s are such a good basketball shoe. <laughs> dude, dude, oh, my gosh, dude. They are so – like that is like probably the best. That and Kawhi's New Balance shoe are probably the two best performance shoes out there in the market right now. So go pick yourself up a pair of those right now. This is not an endorsement. They're just really dope. So Mikey, sponsor this man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I'm waiting for the sponsorship. My emails are open, and so are my DMs. <laughs> so just hit me up. So, but anyway, all right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on here. Uh, it was a good discussion. But uh, I guess I'm going to cut her off. See so, ya. Yep. Thanks for coming on, yep. guys. Anytime. Peace. Yep. yep. See ya.